Hey, welcome everybody to yet another week of the Gen X guys. This is our, I think, fourth show now. So, so we're still moving along, still figuring moving it out. Along. Probably yeah. just, you know, going to do it until, I don't know. That's great. That's great. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do. Really drive attendance by uh, not even knowing <laughs> not ourselves really where we're going. Got it. Yeah. Do we really know where we're going? Do we know or even really care? Or are we just going to keep doing this? I don't care. We have nothing better to fucking do. That's what it is. That's like the life of a Gen Xer now. We have really nothing going on in our life, so we just have to do random shit like this. Well, yeah. I mean, the days of growing up where you just hung out with your friends all day, outside, somewhere, yeah. wherever, didn't really matter where. Yep. You know, nowadays, like, today's world, it's like, eh, I mean, you get older, shit just changes it's anyway. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of advantages nowadays. Like, you know, think about it. Think about if we had the pandemic when we were in the 80s, you know, like in the early 80s or whatever. Oh, we wouldn't yeah. have cared. Nobody would have cared. Nobody would have cared. They would They would have just laughed it off. Most yeah, likely. Hey, that's a good point. Yeah. Would they, would, how much, how much did the media drive the hysteria? Yeah. Exactly. And none of that yeah, was really point. extensive at that point. So they wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Okay, but, 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 <laughs> it's like, dude, suck it up. You're fine. You can go to school. <laughs> Throw some dirt on it. And Throw, you'll be fine. And nobody cares. You're fine. Just yeah. have some chicken noodle soup. Watch um Days of Our Lives and General Hospital and All My Children. All my children. What, what's a game show? I'm forgetting it. Price is right. Oh. Yeah, so like always that. watch Bob Barker's Price is Right. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what I did every time I was sick. Oh, yeah. Lay on that couch, kick that TV on, all twelve channels. Right, right. And uh, figure out what I could watch at that point. How many do we have? We had channel two. Four, five, seven, nine, and then I went to the UHF ones. The forty-four was the big one for us, dude. By the way, good eighties movie UHF with Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, yeah. anybody who's not of our age and maybe listening, great fucking movie. Little uh, flashback to what life. Actually, Stranger Things is was really good when it came to that, especially the first season. True. Yeah, that's true. It, It. they really pulled out the '80s, the whole the feel, everything related to that, and they've kind of hold, held on to that. But yeah, they haven't focused so much about really pulling up the '80s, other than the music, yeah. right? The music's been the key piece. It was really just that first season. They really, I mean, I understand they, they went on with the storyline, but it was, I think it was cool for us to see that back in the you know little nostalgia, you know, the the arcade and the bikes, and not being able to get a hold of somebody unless you actually were in front of them, or they actually got home. That is true. Yeah, that's true. That's that one's always the fun part. Yeah. But that's also, you know, going back to it. Like, even, I'm sure, the 60s and 50s, totally different time periods oh, yeah. of when people did shit. Like, it's always gonna, There's always pluses and minuses. Yeah. I mean, hell, yeah. think about the Roman kids, man. What did they do? They just ran around the streets of dirt and probably no, you know what I, I, I was talking- tag and stabby stab, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> do a little Caesar with him. Hey, two brother. <laughs> Caesar. <laughs> Shit, you killed him. No, but I, I, I was talking to my my brother, and um, I don't know if I brought it up before, but I'm from. I was born in Cleveland, even though I was raised in the Bay Area. Yeah, nobody um, cares. But go on. Nobody cares. But not about like, Cleveland, at least they care about the Bay Area. Just no. I, I, yeah, I still care about Cleveland. Oh, sorry, that was uncalled it's for. Still home gone. Continue yeah, on. It, Continue on. Fuck, where was I going? All right, um, but I took my. I went out like three summers with my grandmother to Cleveland, and we took Greyhound. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned that. 
Yeah. Back then, that what, what was that like? Mid eighties, right? When you're doing that, early eighties. Yeah, early eighties, yeah. 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 Even I think the earliest probably might have actually been like late seventies. How was, was you know? I, I I don't know how like sitting on a bus for three days doing nothing, like zero. Right. You had no kid. smartphones. All you had was probably any books that you had to bring. Yeah. Paper and crayons and coloring and entertain yourself. She would give me cards. So we would play like try to play like a I don't even know what we played. I remember we brought cards with us. I just don't remember what we played. Yeah, that's just memory. Go probably ahead. like goldfish, go fish. Um yeah, things like that. Stuff like that. Probably gin but, rummy, you know, because she's older, so that made sense for that time. Oh, we always played gin rummy. That's yeah. that the one game that I played with my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah, the, dominoes can play the bones. Anything. No, no, no. Roll dice with her. Gamble. I did. I did the dice. Like we would get. I would get dice. And again, it was just things to occupy you. Yeah. But you know what I remember now? This is. I, I wonder what age people have to be before they don't know about this. But remember being in bus terminals, and they had these little seats that had a TV that you would put a quarter in, and you can watch TV for like fifteen minutes. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think honestly, those kind of went away in probably mid nineties. So, so yeah. Anybody after that probably doesn't even know of it unless they like yeah. catch a show that talks about it and then right. maybe it piques their interest to go look. Otherwise, but literally, yeah, it was like you would say, I mean, they have it now, but now it's you know totally different. You weren't watching broadcast TV in some in like where we were like New Mexico or wherever we would go because we would actually go the southern route and then up north. So, like, I remember going through like Arizona, New Mexico. And then up through that area, like we would come through the southern part to get into uh, Ohio. Yeah, so you went yeah. across country. My trips usually, if we went of any real distance when I was growing up in the 80s, was more like Montana. So yeah. being out of California Bay Area, we'd drive up to Montana. We did a nice road, a couple of different road trips. One we did on my uncle's RV where there were like eight of us in it. Uh, right. from another home, eight of us in it. And so we hit some of the different states, which was nice. Actually... When Mount St. Helens erupted in 82, that was the year we did the trip. And so mm. we went up. We actually went through that area by where uh, where it happened. Where it happened. Not yeah, obviously yeah. Right, directly where right, yeah, yeah, Helens because they wouldn't let you that close. But like right. um, through Yellowstone, going through there, you could get, I mean, we just saw tore up trees and that were destroyed because it had yeah. bottles of ash we got filled because... You know, it was all over the yeah, ground. All over well. the Sell we that shit to, on eBay. Here's another one for people from the 80s, right? From the 80s and 90s. Uh, uh, my One of my mama's best friends, they had a van conversion. A van they conversion? Were, a van conversion. So like the old Econoline vans that they w- would put like the, the bed and seats and stuff like yeah. the mini RVs. But they were actually part of a club where people like would paint all on the side of the van and like make them like really make them custom. But I remember we used to go to these every once in a while. We used to go to these big meets where, again, everybody just, I mean, us kids would sleep outside in the tents, of course. But like, you know, all the parents would be in these, they're just a shit ton of just band conversions. Yeah. Which now true. people people make those now, but, you know, they were very different in the 80s. Now they're using those, you know, sprinter bands, which are really cool. And they throw a lot of stuff in there like that to make yeah. like, you know, like a mini motorhome. And you bring up an interesting one too. You mentioned camping. So camping then versus today. Like today going camping is very difficult. 
because like Yosemite, for instance, a very hot spot for campers. Like you oh, have yeah. book time. Like back in the day, we just could go out to like any lake out really? there in California and camp and you wouldn't worry about like, I mean, there were campgrounds, so you still have to go to a campground, but it wouldn't be like overloaded with loads of people. You'd still That's be able crazy. to enjoy the lakes and have fun and pretty much well, that was it. Like there were no TVs, there's no smartphones. You just pretty much were out there enjoying everything around you yeah and this and is all off, i'd go off for miles with my cousins and we're only like 12 and we're in the wilderness right so <laughs> the parents yep. don't care they're like yeah. just be back before the sun goes down also like there there's so many more restrictions now like one fire happens and it's not to downplay the effects of of wildfires like especially that happened in california but one fire happens and then it creates this overreaction to closing it down, not allowing people in certain areas, you know, or even closing off. Like I remember w when I was a Boy Scout, like we would go to Mount Shasta in that area. But now a lot of it seems like it's more closed off during certain times of the year and like more restrictive. Yeah. But um, actually one of the fun ones when I first bought, remember my old RV? So I used to have a, a 1992 uh, class A 34 foot long RV. That you bought um, when again? Just so people get a sense of the difference. Oh, shit, yeah. This was probably 2005. Yeah. Yeah, it was around 2005. It was only 13 years old. It was so. old. I had no I had no idea. I overpaid for it, and I should have never bought it. Honestly. It just it was one of those where I had no piece of advice. Anybody, like just like a boat, motorcycle, or anything that's like unique like that, bring somebody with you who knows what the fuck they're doing. Because I had no five though. I don't huh? think you bought it in 05. I think you bought it later than 05. Well, no, because uh Chris and Jessica were still in our my youngest son and my niece, they were still in uh height or booster seats. They weren't that well, old. I mean, when we went to when we drove out here to Vegas for the first time when my first house was made, that was in 06, yeah. and you didn't have it then. Hmm. Maybe it was later. Because we would have done a road trip at that point. I think you're thinking it probably was a little bit. You're not going to remember specific time frame, yeah. so that's fine. We'll say late, early 2000, you know, 2000s, sure. like, 2000, yeah. 2010, somewhere around. 2001, like, 2009. Pretty no, I don't know. What's in 2001? I just said you didn't have I it know, fine, because I said that my youngest was born. <laughs> you're right. right. Anyway. But, um, right. First of all, so we decided to go to Clear Lake in, in just north of the San Francisco Bay Area. And didn't really realize how bad the suspension was on it because I would even I wasn't even going that fast and the thing was just totally swaying. I mean, it just like people were getting sick and I wasn't and okay, I do usually drive really fast, but we go to Clear Lake and I hadn't been to Clear Lake in twenty years. I hadn't been to Clear Lake since I was a Boy Scout, like in early eighties. So, but we get up there and that's when we kind of find out. Um, it's not exactly the family fun area that, that it used to be in the 80s. There's a lot also, of um, a lot more. Uh, there's a lot of uh, questionable people, let's just say, you know, being polite about there's a lot of people who are don't, you know, like who were recently incarcerated who are up there. There's a lot of drug use and a lot of stuff like that. It's not they exactly. Do you think they were literally making that their home out there or oh, yeah, they, yeah. you just saw them visiting? We did an RV park and almost all the RVs there were like permanent residents and you know, it just, Oh, so that's interesting. Good point too, because 
you see that a lot more now. Like yeah. back in the Bay Area, I saw even in a recent trip to Pacifica, I saw again an area where a bunch of RVs were parked in rows oh, yeah. and people were just living out of that. In LA, I've seen that too in areas where people just cost of living is high. But to your point, yeah, like specifically in California, cost yeah. of living is so high. Like I'm not surprised, but that's interesting. I mean, to see that you're seeing that up in like Clear Lake, that's crazy. Yeah, there were a lot there. But I was surprised, like driving around a little bit, it just wasn't, you know, there's always that nostalgia. Like you have that that idea of, I remember it as a kid, right? And I, I remember Clear Lake as a kid, like going on the lake and Clear Lake's not really that clear anymore. And it's not as nice as it used to be. And the area is not, like I said, we went to like two or three campgrounds and they were all like that, where it just wasn't, we had young kids. Like I said, all our kids were elementary school age at that time. And yeah. um yeah, no, we didn't let them wander off at all. They kind of stayed in that one area. But yeah. Yeah, there's a difference. I agree. Like and it's funny because we grew up where we just did whatever we wanted and parents didn't care. I mean they care. They wanted you to come back alive, ideally. But that was about it. Yeah, that they weren't they weren't worried that something was going to happen to you, I guess the point. Yeah. Whereas today like even for myself with my kids, I'd let them go off, but I'd still kind of keep an eye out for where exactly. they're at. I wouldn't let them go too far, like so far out that I couldn't get to them as quickly if I needed to. Right. Um, and yeah, I think that's gotten worse. Like it's gotten I, definitely much worse. For a well, lot of Good. I was just going to say, I mean, for a lot of places, definitely. I don't know if it's, it's hard to say every single state. I'm sure there's certain families that probably just don't care and let their kids go anywhere. But the depends. The percentage, I guess, is my point. Is like yeah. down quite dramatically from where it was back in like you know seventies, eighties, even early nineties. Well, I think that's the advent like, of the media growth that's caused a lot of the uh, fear factor. Well, like what was that one boy's name? Collins. What was his first name? Yeah, Kerry Collins. I think it was. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that was. That's the Carolina quarterback. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. But there was a kid Collins from the Bay Area. Yeah. Who uh um who was abducted. Uh, yeah, who was abducted. And that was probably the first big real yeah, remember that? um yeah. That was the big yeah, that was the really that that and the uh remember the Night Stalker? Oh yeah. I know that was some crazy stuff. So but anyway, to your point, what were you saying? No, I was just saying like, like you know, there was there was like that Kevin Collins, by the way. Kevin Collins. Kevin Collins. Like, yeah, I was just looking it up and I just also Kevin Back in 84. Collins. Just 84. Yeah, it was 84. But it, like that was like, but you know, they show stats where like who abducts your children or abducts children hasn't changed. Like the, the stats show that it's people that they know. Like it is like a vast majority. It's not like 50-50, it's like 95% where it's people that know the kids. Like stranger abductions isn't that high. True. I mean, you know, in the neighborhood that have seen the kids enough to know their patterns. Right. And so, you know, they say that, like, even though stranger abductions really never increased, it was that paranoia that people got. And not to say that it's not valid. And I, I don't, you know, brush it off lightly, especially for anybody who had their kids abducted. But it's just it's just like this whole thing where a lot of the change, kind of like what you said, like with the pandemic, is a lot of the paranoia and what they hear. Like, I mean, I remember when Kevin Collins got abducted because it was nonstop coverage yeah. when that happened. I mean, it was it was a huge thing, especially with us growing up in the Bay Area. We may have saw it more or, or at least earlier, but it was huge back then. 
And I remember like, like in elementary school, I took the bus home. I literally from fourth grade, you know, even before that, like where we went to elementary school, I, I had to walk to the bus stop, take the bus, take the bus home, which about 15 minutes and then walk home from there. And that was, you know, I mean, I, I walked to school since kindergarten, you know, it was yeah. close back then, but our, my son's elementary school, you, they had to be dropped off by a parent or by an adult, somebody of age. Like it wasn't even allowed for them to walk in by themselves or leave campus without an adult with them. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, it, but it's just a, a, a total change in, in how everybody perceives the danger too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting how like the perception today is help driven by the fact that you get the info. Like you'd yeah. mentioned in the past, I mean, we had newspapers and we had local TV. So is local that- news would probably get it from a national, not even a national city because CNN wasn't really it was popular big- at that point. So they get it from have, a I- national branch, like maybe. Did you have cable? Did I have cable back then? Yeah. Not immediately, not for, we I mean, we used rapid airs back then for quite a period of time until. I think it's 80. I, I, I was actually the one who bought cable. It wasn't until I started working and make my own money that I, I, I got cable. Yeah, we got cable before that. Yeah. My dad got in cable because I remember HBO. HBO's old opening where you see it going down the street, the whole HBO, yeah. and eventually. Towards and then the, the light, and then the spinning yeah, on the yeah, back, yeah. And it's HBO all together. So, yeah. Actually, I remember when we first got it. I don't remember what channel it had, but it had My Mannequin on. You know, remember, mannequin. Remember, or something like that. Or You mean Mannequin, was, the movie? Was it just Mannequin? Yeah. Okay, it was just Mannequin. But, um, fuck you, shut up. Don't, I, I, I see that laugh. I, you're going to laugh at me. See it. Um, but that was on. Like, for those who don't remember, but like whenever they had their new movie, they would play it nonstop throughout the whole month. And I must have watched it like 20 times. Yeah. Definitely every, Saturday like it, night, but... every Saturday night at 8 is when they'd premiere it. Yeah. And then they'd, to your point, then they'd play it for the rest of the month, probably like every, I don't know, at least twice a day. Yeah. In, in certain times. And they have a lot of content. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of content. They were taking older movies that had come out, which was really the first time you could start seeing movies from the past that you might have liked or you didn't see before. Yeah. Yeah. They also had Fraggle Rock. They had some great shows. Don't forget Fraggle I, Rock. I love Fraggle Rock. Yeah. That was awesome. That was like the cable Sesame Street, basically. Eh, yeah. Maybe not so much. Sesame yeah, Street, you like learned. But Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock was just fun. More of an adventure. Which yeah, was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, Fraggle Rock was awesome. I think I they tried bringing it back a couple times, but never quite as good as the original. Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this, because we're talking about, you mentioned Mannequin. What's that one? My mannequin. Huh? My the mannequin. mannequin? Yeah. Yeah. It's called the mannequin, mannequin, but it's fine. <laughs> the, it stars Kim Cattrall, by the way, in case people were wondering who's in the movie. Yeah. And, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Forgetting the guy's name. He's part of the Brat Pack from yeah. the 80s as well, but, um, McCarthy or something like that. McCarthy. A- Andrew McCarthy. Andrew McCarthy. Thank you. So, yeah. yeah. Um, which, out of curiosity, you know, you've seen remakes of movies over the decades here from that stuff, but what's like an 80s movie that you'd like to see a remake of? None. Because they recently announced Highlander. It's going to be remade. That's true. Okay, okay, that's a good point. And because it has Cavill on it, I think that it's going to actually be good. And they're giving him yeah. a lot of control. 
and he is, they're also he is a, he is a nerd. Well, yeah, he is a nerd. He's Definitely, that's why nerd. Witcher was so great, and that's why nobody's going to watch the next season of it because no. it ended. As of my from my perspective, it ended already. Yeah, but to but like for Highlander, that's a good one. Yeah, I forgot about that. But that's going to be remade. I mean, and that movie came out back in like eighty one. But it's not going to be. It's going to be a different story, right? It's not going to be. I, I mean, I think it's going to be relatively close. They did talk about that they're going to take the Queen music from that movie and reuse it in the remake. Nice. So I suspect it'll be similar, but maybe they won't because that first story was fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They ruined it with the second movie. They just basically yeah, said was, the first one never happened. It was never right. relevant, which was dumb. Right. But yeah, but which they anyway, had to do to make a second one. Yeah. Is there any 80s movie you think they could remake? See, today it's hard. But see, is that an 80s? But I, I think the, the question is, is Highlander isn't, a, it's, it's, a, it's a story made in the 80s. It's, a, right. it's not the same thing. Like, I, I think, I, I understand your point, but it's like some of those movies. I'm about movies that came out in the 80s. I'm not talking about. No, 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 no. Okay. So, okay. Think about the, the John Hughes type movies, right? The yeah, Breakfast Club and, and others. Yep. Right. None of those could be made today. Why not? They'd have to be. The story would have to be completely changed. Because why? Why for like the Breakfast Club? I'm, uh, that one I don't get. Why would that have to be remade? What is wrong with it? Actually, Breakfast Club could be remade, but it, it should would have be. To be. It shouldn't be. But, but I mean, you're saying. Be, but but the idea is is that it like. I wonder how they would have to put it because I mean, like, look, don't don't you know? We all know like the issue with a lot of these is that they don't age well. There's some. Concept. I disagree. I, I just don't think society's aged well. There's a difference. That's true. That's my perspective. But uh, to to a point. I mean, some of those when you watch them again, you're like, all right, I could see some of that stuff is a little name bit more. Name one, because I want people to get a sense of what you're thinking about. Like, what's one movie you'd say? Movie. What movie? <laughs> like, I have a few right off the bat that I know people would well, get okay, a little. Was that eighties or was that nineties where um he paid the girl to be his girlfriend? Was that nineties with McDreamy? The guy from uh oh can't buy me love that was 80s. Yeah. that was, was 80s. That 80s? yeah i thought that was 90s he needed to be his girlfriend because yeah. he was a nerd and he wanted to be popular and i actually don't think that would be a bad transition to today because i think it's still true yeah or it, there wasn't anything bad with it i mean it was just I more about, i think where you need to go is the comedies the comedies are where it gets a little trickier hey, that's probably more what i'm thinking i'm thinking like a lot like, of mel brooks movies people talk about like blazing saddles Absolutely not. I think that's a fantastic movie, by the way, for anybody who hasn't seen it. There's only... Okay, wait, wait. The only ones that can do that type of movie would be uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone who do South Park. They're the only ones who actually probably can do it. Or like a Chappelle or somebody like that. Somebody who's already kind of taken on that establishment of you know going kind of against the grain. Of the, of the normal trend of things and how people get canceled and a show that they can't get canceled. Well, that was the whole thing. It's just kind of making fun of society and history and, you know, yeah. things in general, taking some of that humor from the past and throwing it to the front. And that's why I always get a kick out of like people say, Blade Styles wouldn't be made today. I disagree. It could be. Maybe it, it wouldn't be the exact same movie, but I think they'd make it more relevant to what's going on today, you know, with the comedy behind it. Yeah. Um, and even if they did, again, it's people have to have a sense of everybody's too too sensitive. Like there's just too much sense. And I take yeah. that back. Not everybody's sensitive. 
a minority is super sensitive, makes their voice known, and everybody seems to think that's the the feeling for everyone else, and it's not. But it's the vocal minority. Airplane might be. Yeah, exactly. Airplane might be in a. Although that again, great movies. Uh, I mean, you can say most right. of the early age. Revenge of the Nerds actually is one you probably would have to redo. That one, yeah, that one definitely because he basically did a sexual assault to her at the end. It's, it's funny you don't think about it, right? We grew up with it. It no, was you watched it. No, you think it's funny, right? Right. You you don't think about it in that context back then, but I remember a few years ago somebody brought it up. I was one of those like, shit, he really did, didn't he? Oh yeah, right, that yeah. was like not even consent. That was yeah, that was sexual assault, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it was. Yeah, he faked who he was to get to the girl, and it all worked out okay. But in reality, in today's world, people would look at that. Actually, you know what? I I keep on thinking about Breakfast Club. That actually would I think with with if you had somebody not with a with a an agenda, that Breakfast Club can be a, a really good ad- adaptation. To today's world for today's high school, be, yeah. If would, if they decided to not go with a certain agenda, if they actually went after like the one thing nice thing about Breakfast Club, there was nobody quote unquote right in Breakfast Club, right? Everybody was kind of yeah, had, they their, had own all their own issues, and that was the right. catch of it. That was the catch of it, and I think that the issue would be is depending upon who made that today that you can't have somebody not you know have somebody safe. Right? right, you can't have somebody who, who is untouchable. It's like you have to look at everybody in there, like, and go after those stereotypes or go after those things that, like, you know, is wrong with with with, with you know different backgrounds and so on. But yeah, actually, the more I think about it, Breakfast Club would actually be an awesome one. I think yeah. I, I think it could be done. I mean, but I think it would have to have somebody who is looking at really you know tearing apart everybody. In a positive way. I mean, in the end, in a positive way, right? I, I don't mean tearing right. apart, but I mean, in the beginning, like the first half of it, you see how screwed up all they all are, you know? And then right. they start to come together and find their similarities and, the, you know, that they're not that as different as they think. But, yeah, yeah. that's it. I'd well, be I guess, but it, I, to be honest with you, I don't want them to remake it. It's fine as it is. Like, why remake it? Like, that's the other thing yeah, I have yeah. a problem with is, like... And well, what, we, what is it, what are they called, like, the, the, the lunch group or something instead well, i just go with that concept though of you know in detention or they're put in that type of situation where you know they have a common common enemy or something you know to, to rebel against but yeah. i think it's a good concept but yeah i've been trying to remake it i think that's the problem i think remakes unless you're going to do an actual one-to-one remake you know either go with a brand new story you know just branch off and maybe use the concept but don't call it the same thing. I don't call it Breakfast Club if it's not Breakfast Club all over again. Yeah. I find it interesting, like, for those who have never seen it, so, you know, the whole Fast series and whatever, Fast and Furious, and all that, the car yeah, racing. Yeah. I mean, that was the original concept behind it was car racing and, of course, the whole, you know, undercover cop scenario. So there was more yeah. than just that. But the first one was fantastic. After that, it was that. more about pulling money. Um, I, lo- I, lo- I watched up until, like, five and six. Like six was the last one I really watched. Like yeah, five, to, I love. It started to lose like reality, which is you know understandable when you get that deep into a franchise, you start losing. But you the one franchise, up. I'd love to see make a return that they could do today. Cannonball Run. That'd be interesting. That'd be a good one. Because for those With who don't Monica know, Cannonball Run, yeah, I had yeah. two movies, one and two, based back in the eighties, and it's basically just a race. 
It's a race where a bunch of people, mostly, you know, they're supposed to be unknown people, but they know each other within the community. Yeah. Are racing from one point in the country to another within 24 hours. And the first one to get there wins like a million dollars or whatever the number is. So um, that's one of those things where I think that could be a good addition. Yeah. Is to see them do that because you could get actors today. I mean, they went from anyone. I mean, well, back they then, had a lot of well known actors. They had a lot of, I they mean, did. they had yeah. Sammy Davis and um, Dean Martin, Dean Burt Martin, Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, they had a. They had uh, Jackie Chan. Yeah. Roger yeah. Moore. Yeah, I mean, Roger all Moore. the popular franchises the during game. that 80s were who they grabbed. People well-known up to or in the 80s time period yeah. were. So that would be fun to watch. Because cars really were, were really cool. Like, yeah. it, the idea of they had all these, like, special cars that, you know, in the movie. That'd be an interesting one. And especially with the twist, because, like, back then, you know, like, they didn't, you know, they, they were only working on radios, right? But now with, like, it's not just they have the internet and the ability to be able to communicate and, and monitor things, but also the law enforcement does as well. Yep. Yeah. Actually, that'd be an interesting one. That'd actually be kind of cool. Kind of yeah. have a modern day twist on it. I think so. I think it'd be yeah. an interesting one. I definitely would want to see it. I mean, I think the opportunity's there. I mean, you can even bring Jackie Chan back. Yeah. Uh, the old, older statesman driver at this point for his. Right, or like he's three, he's like a billionaire now. And you know he's re restarting it again. Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. Like those, but, yeah, yeah. So they had some interesting ones, but that's another good one. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, but like what I said, the, just, what's that? What What about like the like I said, like outside of Brock? So is there any like romance ones that you'd want? That's a great question. Like back in the eighties, did I watch a lot of romance movies? Probably not. Um, True. I mean, only romance comes to my mind is more of a romance adventure. Like romancing the stone. I was just thinking that one. Jewel denial, right? Yeah. Um, those kind of come to mind. Yeah. You don't watch really like any of the John Hughes type genres. Well, that's like true. Candles and so on. I feel like they're, they're like comedies, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sixteen Candles is more a comedy. Yeah. It so was. All John Hughes movies were basically comedies. Ferris Bueller and others. Kind of wrapped up in a in a romantic type background. Sure. Like yeah, my favorite. Always something tied to that. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite was uh, some kind of wonderful. I remember that one. I really like that story. That's my favorite. Right. One. Forgot about that. Yeah, they had some great that lines in that. Huh? Who started that again? Mary Stewart Matherson. Um, oh God, Leah Thompson, and I'm blanking on the guy. I don't God. remember his name, but he was another one of the Brad Pack type guys. That young group of guys. Was it really? Yeah. Dude, but here's one that came to my mind, just out of curiosity. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That you, you probably do something might like do, but there might be some things that are a little bit, yeah, just not be able to do. That'd be a good one, though. Yeah, I think most of it. I mean, if you base right. it off today, then it would be. Oh, what about action of, movies? What's that? What about action movies? That's a. I mean, think about the genre back then. You know, that we're talking huge. about the Schwarzenegger ones. I mean, I, I mean, think there are many action movies, right? Uh, who were the dominating action adventure stars in the 80s? It was really Stallone, only two. Stallone, Schwarzenegger really were the, the main ones. You Does had uh, kind of like in the 80s, 90s, Bruce Willis. Did a well, lot Bruce of Willis movies. was loosely, primarily for Die Hard. Yeah, yeah. He I did can't a think of any other action movies that cared for him. Tom Cruise always done action movies. Um, 
But well, he didn't, didn't do, do it. He yeah, didn't do it in the eighties. You're right. He didn't do it in the eighties. I mean, of course, Top Gun's hundred percent an action movie, but but yeah, it, it was it wasn't as much about you know the planes as it was you know. But yeah, like I think you could do that. Like uh, some of the things like Predator would probably be a good one. But they've done a few of those in the future since then. Yeah. Not a remake, but they've done basically Predator movies since then. The problem is that just with, with them, they don't have. I mean, with it, you know, the the stunts and the technology that we had in the eighties, which was limited. You know, they had to rely on the story, and and you know how many great lines were from like Predator and all those other movies, right? So you you had them telling the story, and they didn't rely on it. And I I think that's why like you know, some of the movies fall flat nowadays. Like, and even how what people's expectations are. Like, going to Marvel, like, I actually really like Thor, you know, the first one, right? I it's I, I actually like it, but people rag on it because there's not a lot of action. You know, there wasn't that much. It was one of the earlier movies, and they didn't really have much of, to it in terms of, of action and everything. But well, I like Iron Thor. Man and Captain America had come before that. Yeah. Captain America was really based on... Um, in you know present uh times as far as yeah. not a lot of cgi more of like real world type places and things like that so it kept yeah. it more more just more something that people could relate to more as far as being you know that time period and we feel like it was really there which is thor yeah. was like you know fantasy living out in asgard right and uh, iron man was similar to captain america although he had an iron suit so that was a significant difference there but so I agree. I think Thor. I like the first Thor. I thought it was really well done. But you're right. It didn't. I think expectations were high. I think they were high. I think the like. I love. I love and hate the final fight scene, because I love the fact when he gets his hammer back. That's like, to me, that's like up there. Maybe not Endgame type up there. Mm-hmm. You know where you know Brimi Thanos type, but it, it was an awesome scene. You know, like, but I thought the fight was a little bit lacking. You know, yeah. but. I, I love and hate that scene. Yeah. But, well, there's so much material they can pull from comics. I mean, you know, 80s had a lot of different stories, different comics yeah. out there at the time. And just like today's comics are so vast. There's a lot of different varying companies now that exist because back then it was yeah. mostly Marvel and DC. It's all Either went through Marvel or you went through DC. Nowadays, you've got so many others out there, yeah. um, which is nice. It keeps, you know, availability open. That's why you see shows like The Boys. Yeah, or invincible, you know, yeah. fantastic superhero yeah, takes, yeah. which go a completely different route than what everybody's used to when you grew up in the eighties and nineties. Which is, mm-hmm. you're either good or bad. Like the good guys were good, the bad guys were bad. Yeah. Whereas today, the boys, the supposed good guys are actually bad. Yeah, <laughs> you just don't see it because it's a person. You know, they have this belief to maintain this sort of perception in the public eye. Right. They're all evil people. Yeah, or yeah. you know, not all of them, but a good bulk of them are. So. It always reminds me of like you know Dungeons and Dragons, where it's not you don't have good evil, you have like lawful, chaotic. You yeah. know, you have that where it's not just because you're one thing doesn't mean that it's it's great. Like lawful doesn't always just mean that you're perfect. Yeah. You know, you, you or that you're good. You, you can actually be very bad and be be lawful as well. Yeah, you know that type of thing. But I think that's like you know the one thing about like some of these the storylines today, I, they just don't feel like they actually have a story to them. Like they rely on, on like, like the whole idea of the multiverse. Like, I don't know if you've seen like South Park, the into the Panderverse, but like the reliance now on like multiverse and all these things is, 
I thought it was great, like when they introduced it, but it's it's to the point now where it's like it's annoying to me. It, it, yeah, but comics it, have it, done it, multiverse for decades. That's the funny yeah, part. It's like it's not it's nothing new in concept. It's just because they're pushing it more as the story. I yeah. agree with you. It's just it's it, people are just you know running empty to it. Like they're just not as excited about it. Right. Because it also doesn't tie into any particular thing. There's no central That's point. It. Because yeah. you're jumping across everything, and the uh, fact that, like, you know, it. One of the things that bothers—not bothers me, but it's kind of disappointing. Like for like, if you really think about it, when you have this multiverse, you know, Tony Stark's sacrifice or Black Widow or whoever, you know, it's. I think when you have a multiverse, it's like, well, there's another Tony Stark. You can easily have another Iron Man with uh, Downey Jr. Because you could just say, "Oh, he's from a different. He's from a different uh, multiverse." You know, it it just makes the one thing about like a lot of those when you look at like the death, like going back to the Thor thing where he was going to sacrifice himself. There's a finality about it. Like there's there's always that sacrifice that you know, like like you know how I am. I, I like the, the superheroes that are very imperfect. The the Daredevil, the Punisher, the ones that can die, that aren't invincible, that don't really have major powers. You know, because that threat of them dying or losing is always very real for them. You know, they have to actually think about it. It's not like, and I'm not going to go into Ragnar, but like kind of like Captain Marvel just going, I'm going to go beat, beat up Thanos. It's like knowing her from the comic book, you kind of go, yeah, she probably could do it. But there doesn't seem like there's that, that edge where she may not be able to, or can she, or what's her strategy has to be. Where a lot of times like in those type of movies or those scenes where it just seems like, they're just going in and attacking without thinking where, you know, I, I always like the idea that they have to actually have strategy and, or else, you know, uh, uh, the end result is that, you know, they'll die. Yeah. Kind of like the multiverse. Yeah. Well, to your point, done. I think that's why we go back. Remember the greatest American hero? Oh yeah. Eighties so sort of the I'd sing the theme song, but nobody wants to hear me sing. Yeah, believe it or not, we don't want to hear yeah. you sing it. So no, 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 um, no. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants to hear that. It only lasted two years. I think it was only two seasons for that one. But that but was it, a great concept. That was. It was the concept yeah. was basically an alien race dropped this super suit off. That when he put it on, he had the ability to fly. He was indestructible. You know, basically the suit gave him all his powers. When like he didn't Superman. have a suit on, he was just a normal human. You know, yeah. not like Superman where he hides himself. He's still Superman underneath. Yeah, yeah. Um. But that only lasts two years, and it was funny because he, he could never fly, so you could always see him. He's like struggling to fly correctly. Always a challenge. He needed. He didn't read the instruction manual. No, he lost the instruction manual in the first episode, training. and so his whole thing was like lost. Um, but I mean, that was like one of the first few superhero type shows that popped up yeah. on top outside of the Incredible Hulk, the TV series Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah, yeah, with Frigno. yeah, or even the Six Million Dollar Man, who is sort of a he was he wasn't your traditional comic superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was a superhero. Yeah, I would call him. Yeah, I would call him a yeah. superhero. More I mean, like the Punisher vein of of superheroes who, you know, well, I had the ability to, so I'm going to do something with it. Yeah, exactly. Well, of course, there was also Wonder Woman. Oh yes, let's not forget that one. That's true. That was another. I actually one. saw a clip of, of Linda Carter in that costume, and let's just say, you know, as a young young boy in the '80s, that was um. Yeah, it's like one of those pinup posters for a lot of young boys, so to speak, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, and but yeah. I guess the point is, is like those were more 
grounded series, to your point. Ground in a sense because they didn't have CGI. Right. So, I mean, even the Incredible Hulk, I mean, it's, it's all CGI driven because he's a massive monster in a sense. So you have to. But back then, you had Lou Ferrigno just dressing up in all green. Which was a good he's idea. A I mean, yeah. 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 He's like 6'4, six, 6'5. Six, yeah. He was a massive guy. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. 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 Um, he did Olympia how many years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, no, we got to go back even further. The, the first one definitely was Batman. True. Well, I'm talking about 80s, but if you want to go further, yeah, back, right, I'm 60s, just saying, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, even, even Wonder Woman was like 70s, I think, wasn't it? 70s to early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Same with Incredible Hulk. I think it started the end of 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. But yeah, you're right. There's it's Batman and Robin, right? But again, was, you know, it was just cut, cut scenes where they would look like they're throwing a punch and the guy would just fly backwards. Yeah. You know, the that best was part is, Yeah. Well, and the thing I loved about Batman and Robin is like every time they're climbing up a building, they're really walking straight on the floor and someone's just underneath and pops open a window like they're actually looking out the window to talk to them. Yeah. And they're just pulling themselves up, but they're really walking in a straight yeah, flat yeah. floor. But, you know, again, camera angles and how they perceive it is like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And like today they would probably have an actual climber or, or just, CGI. just CGI. Yeah, exactly. From a distance. It's kind of what they do. I mean, yes, it's better. And I, but I, I think that's like, like the one thing that you kind of really miss was the fact that when you look back at Star Wars, right? And especially Star Wars, because when Star Wars first came out, it just wasn't that it was a good story. It was, holy crap, what did they do? How did they do all that? Not just like like how Yoda was a puppet, right? You know, like, and then all the scenes, you know, the, the stop frame animation that they did and everything that they did and how they made the sounds, that... That was an art. I mean, you know, CGI is cool and all, but like, like you had uh, Michael the Bay. They built, yeah, all the models yeah. they built for everything. That's that's it was art. I mean, but like Michael Bay recently talked about, you know, how CGI, you know, is just it's it's too easy. You know, it doesn't really take any skill to do it. And you know, I don't want to bring down, you know, again, we all love CGI. I mean, it, it's made things so much better. Like it's given us things that we never would have had in the past. But still, I, I think that I do miss the idea that all of that stuff that we saw, all the makeup design and all that, the mass that they did, was was an artist, somebody who had amazing skill to be able to do it. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. today's comic book, to live up to what comics actually have, CGI is a must because you can't oh, yeah, achieve yeah. anything without it. Right. It helps. And so... Back to your point originally, like with the multiverse and everything, like I think it just came down to so much now is coming up. Like, you know, you're not living in the real world. I mean, yes, they stage them in sense in the real world, but all the CGI and where they have to go, it's it's hard for people to kind of keep in touch and want to watch it versus, you know, the lack of technology back in the 80s, 70s and whatnot. You had to think through and you had to get more creative. Like you really had to think through not saying CGI isn't creative because it is all the computer work and whatnot. They've go to yeah, yeah. look real, but just the creativity to attempt a scene to present what you want to present in a story and how it can be appear on a TV screen or a movie. Yeah. Uh, is key. And to your point, Star Wars, when it came out, I mean, the only other thing you really had to base it off of against was Star Trek. It was a totally yeah. different play compared to Star Trek. Totally. Um, where Star Trek was more week to week story. Each one was unique. Star Wars is just 
as Lucas put, uh, you know, a giant space opera, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of what it is. It was um, also the look and feel. I mean, yeah. Star Trek was, was what it was. It was clean. It was whatever. But there was an idea that even though it's far more advanced than anything that we have, that it was like, it was also like a Western. Yeah. You know, it had that feel of it being old. If you look in Star Wars, the only colorful things that exist in there is really the lightsabers and the flight yeah. suits, and that's it. Everything yeah. else is just neutral colors. Like there's yeah, nothing really special. Your blacks, your whites, your grays, yeah. the browns. That's it. Yeah. And so it's it's very to your point. It just kind of kept you sort of connected because that just seemed more real. Yeah. And yeah. all the colorful lights and colors and everything weren't really trying to grab your attention. It was just part of it, and so you didn't really think about it. I think like for the Phantom Menace, that was one of the things that I thought that, and Lucas even said himself that he was able to do things that he wasn't able to do in the 80s, 70s and 80s, right? Where he kind of went overboard with some of the the look and feel of of the universe. Like, you know, he had all these tools at his disposal and he was just like, like a kid in a candy store. Well, and that's why I like, this is one of the only times I'll say this, the thing I liked about what J.J. Abrams did do is he did go back to the original back. trilogy because he wanted to actually build the alien costumes and all that stuff and make it feel yeah. more real and using CGI. So I'll give him that yeah. because that was important. That's what I agree. Had. I agree. Mandalorian is the same way. Um, Ahsoka was the same way. Mm-hmm. Andor is the same. I mean, they've all now focused more on trying to stick more to what Star Wars, the original trilogy was, which is build your characters they still use CGI sets for a lot of the stuff in today's technology. You don't know what's real anyway, so it actually works well, but for like character interactions, it's less about these animated characters. Yeah. So you feel it's more real when they're together. And that's fine. Like I said, I, I don't, I mean, my, my whole thing like about saying like the artists and everything, I think it's just one of those things. It's just, it's a nostalgia thing, but it's also just an appreciation for the people who made that type of stuff. Yeah. But I, I think that, CGI in a lot of ways, it just look if you could do the same thing with CGI, then it totally makes sense to do it that way. It's yeah. how much cheaper, how much faster, how much more flexibility you have if you need to make a change or whatever, where you can't do that with with the old cosmos sets, you know. So yeah, it makes sense. It's just when there becomes a reliance on it, a dependency that it's like when you look at some of the stuff, like when they first did Doctor Strange, like Doctor Strange needed CGI, right? I mean. Yeah, you able to do magic and stuff. You kind of almost need it. Yeah, you need it. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. It would be just. It would fall really flat without it. But I mean, you know, that really needs it. But you know, when you see some of the ones now, and it just the reliance on it is just so heavy to in in place of the story. That's that's always where I I have the issue when when the story gets replaced with CGI. It's like yeah. I mean, the biggest one to me was Transformers. Now, I grew up in Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. I'll say the last, I mean, Transformers has to be CGI because they're not going to build an actual Transformer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. To your point, like the last couple, Bumblebee was fantastic, well done. And uh, the last one, which Beast, um, the Beast Wars one or whatever one was, that was another fantastic one done because they blended it well. They didn't overdo it, but I mean, they have to for had in place um right. yeah those were well but i agree with you like even Dude, michael mace this was over of course with michael mace it's a challenge right because he loves to blow shit up all the time 
So every scene has to have something explode. Like yeah. there has to be explosions, and it just you lose track at that point because you're there's always a battle, there's always explosions, like yeah. less story. Yeah. Whereas the last two have had more story. Yeah. Than the first ones really did. Yeah, like Bumblebee I, was, is my favorite one. Yeah, by far. I mean, it was that was a good story. Um, it. I, I'm not sure if that was Haley's first like big movie. Um. Well, she was part of Ender's Game. Oh, that's right. That's right. So she was in Ender's Game. So I think that was her bigger one. Right, right. Good call. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I really like her as an actress. Like, I, you know, like when you see the character starting to get replaced in Marvel, like you kind of wonder, but I like that. I like the, how I like her version of of how she's getting it because she's not Hawkeye. She's her own character, which I really appreciate. Yeah, I keep it. Really like yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, I thought that was a good series with the two of them, to be honest. That was a great series. And especially with, um, yeah, I've got a blanket on her name. Pew? Yeah. Yes. Who plays yeah. Black Widow's sister? Yeah. 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 But yeah, sorry. I, I blank on everything. So yeah, people are going to start like commenting. If anybody ever watches it, they're going to start commenting how like, I have absolutely no memory for names. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me ask you this. I know we spent a lot on kind of dovetailed into movies and everything, kind of yeah. went through that. I've already talked about Marvel and Star Wars last episode, but and we've kind of come back, but in a different perspective. So I like that. I like that. I think we're going a different route. Who cares? So focusing nobody's on no, nobody's listening. So who, this is us. Oh, I think we have at least five, maybe ten. Really? Nice. And I don't know. I don't know. Doubled. I'm Holy shit! About right now, you know, we'll we'll drive clicks. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll see. If we want to drive clicks, we just make outrageous comments, right? Um, which maybe we are for some people, but that's that's right. different. Whatever. The, What's the one thing? I'm going to ask you this final question because I'm curious. What's the one thing you remember in the '80s that you wish was back? Oh, arcades. And it's not the idea of the arcades. And to, to clarify, to me, it's what it meant to us. Mm-hmm. It was. It was a place where people gathered. Like you would see people from school or whatever, because you know we didn't have Discord. You know, my like I think going piggybacking on how things were during the pandemic, like my sons had Discord. So they were able to talk to their friends. And even if they weren't playing a game, they were able to to just hop on together in in or like constantly keep in communication with each other through it. And it, it could be just random stuff or they would go on and play a game. But sure. for us, I was an arcade. So I I think for me. I mean, maybe not as an adult. I would, I would care as much. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really miss how arcades were, because you know, you and I spent how much time and money in arcades. You know, it was just a part of what it was. You know, having your name up on as as a high score. It was, you know, mine was easy. I put L E N. Right. Yeah, because you only got three letters generally. Yeah, and you would put J D W. You know, it was just, yeah, you have your initials. So it was just one of those things where it was, I, I don't think kids today can really understand what arcades meant to us back then. How, like, when, like, because my grandmother, I would go to my grandmother to, to the mall by her house, and, you know, it was, you'd have, like, $2. Yeah. And a lot of times, depending on how much money you had, like, would determine what game you played. You yeah. know, like there are some games that you knew that you can last longer on, that you that you can that you can survive. Yeah. You know, what's your favorite but, arcade game? Since you brought up arcades, what is the one if if you had every single game in an arcade, 
that you could play? What's the one you're looking for to play it's most? Behind you, Star Wars. The the Star Wars one where you could go between all three different movies. You remember that one? Yeah, that came out later. Yeah, that came out later. That was my all time favorite one. Well, you, I know you used to play Return of the Jedi all the time. Yeah, I used to love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that, that I know. But me, I still like going back to the first one. Yeah. Well, yeah, the first one's always the best one. Um, I would say for me, it, it's Tron, which is just right here. Yeah. So Tron would be my it's my favorite, but I also love the world of Tron. We can do a discussion about that down the road, but um. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, well, well, right. we'll definitely have to research because I don't remember fucking any of the names. I I have the image in my head what they are, but I I'd have to have the list right next to me, or else you know it's just gonna be. Right. But actually, that we should have that as a segment, like talking about all those arcade ones and ones that we really miss. Yeah. Like you know, there's like the like. How about the football? You and I. So oh, John and I football. used to play John and I football, and literally all we oh, would do two of them, two football games. That's true. The John Elway one was the one we played where oh, a ton. we would just, the way it was set up is we, on offense, I would just run up the field or Len was, I can't remember who the receiver was, and we just chuck it deep every time, run, 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 and dive to catch the ball. Yeah. We put up like 80 points in the game. We eventually got top of the scoreboard after like a couple of Because remember weeks. you had a, you had a salary. You yeah. had your, whatever, whatever your salary was. It wasn't just high score and it was an ongoing salary that you can add to. Yeah, you could exactly. always exactly. That was one of the first few times where you can continue to add into. So as you came yeah. back and played again, you used your initials and yeah. whatnot, and then you could add more to that total score. So we ended up passing the other game. You're probably talking about a cyberball. Oh yeah, but that was one we, we did head to head. Cyberball was awesome. Cyberball was fantastic. Yeah, your your robot. That's was one I'd love to have in my little home arcade. Cyberball. Kind of big though. Well, you can do just yeah, a two player one, but if I got the four player, yeah, that would be the four player one. Definitely would would take up too much space. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Although I do get my, of... my kids have played a lot of these old games because, well, one, because I have the arcades behind me now, but two, just because growing up, I always played a lot of them and they watched and then they, I'd have them play along. And so they're, yeah. I think my kids are pretty well versed in a lot of the historical games nice. that have existed in the past. Actually, the one that I would probably get is um, 1942. Oh, would yeah. be another one. I or Time Pilot, which is basically the same thing. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. 1943. Um, and then some of the side scroll ones. I'm blanking on the names of some of them. Sinistar, dude, you loved playing Sinistar. No, I used to scare the shit out of me. Or Crossbow, I remember playing Crossbow with you all the time. See, I mean, there's lots of different games. I could start labeling off a few of them. Yeah, yeah, track and field, of course, for you. Oh, yeah, because that was one I always knew I could win. So, I, I, to your point earlier, like I could put a quarter in and make that last for a while. Remember the pencil cheat, and then they started putting the cover over the button so you couldn't do the pencil cheat. It's all right. Yeah. I figured I just was able. Yeah, exactly. The pencil cheat yeah. was the first one, and the yeah. covers slowed it down. But as long as you were quick, you could still beat yeah, them, yeah. which people could do. Another one that I always liked playing was Year Kung Fu. Yeah, you, know, you bounce back and forth. And you had to find whatever their patterns were. Yep, I love I, that one too. I have that on the Nintendo Switch. That's what yeah. I love about some of the console game systems now. Yeah, they bring back emulations of the old arcade games. Right. Like Yair Kung Fu, Karate, whatever, you know. Karate was fun. I played that with my youngest son. And he ended up beating me. Yeah. Um, the whole flip over, swing, that whole thing. Which is, by the way, in the movie Bloodsport. So if you're yeah, ever curious, yeah. another great 80s movie, which that's one they could possibly remake. But um, yeah, yeah there's so many arcade games. But for me, the one thing I wish they'd come back and it would be uh, drive throughs 
or drive-ins, drive-ins, not drive throughs drive-throughs exist, but drive-ins for movie theaters were always fun. Yeah. You they have them. They're not as, they're not as, like, my, when my, on Halloween, my son, like, my son's girlfriend, she's really big into Halloween. That's her favorite holiday uh, is Halloween. And so they went to go, I don't know what they went to see, but they went to a drive-in on Halloween to go watch nice. something. So we still have one kind of nearby us. So they're here, but they're not, to your point, they're just not as popular anymore. No, and when the pandemic came, if those had existed, movie theaters could have continued to show movies because yep. then people would have been in their cars. Yeah, they would have been isolated. Um, and you would have just had to change the snack situation. I'm sure that would have been the challenge. But yeah, it's like if you can make it these things experiences, yeah, you know, like you could get people to go back to those because it's just you know a historical time past type of thing where those are fun. You can enjoy them. It's good. Way, it's not as expensive. Because you're bringing your car in. You have to just find a way to make it more. Like, how do you, how do you evolve it? Right. You know, like, like recently, like, you know, they do it over, you know, the airwaves. They don't, you don't have the speaker box. Remember like when we went to drive-ins, you'd have that speaker box, you'd pull out right. next to it, put the speaker box, but now you go over your radio to do it. Yeah. So I think there's little things like that where, where they're doing it to improve it. But I mean, it, there are just also some movies that you're not going to want to watch at a drive-in. They're just, you know, they're, they're going to lose its appeal. Like most well, of the Marvel movies, it would be hard to watch. Depends on the, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. that came to my mind, like the lighting, right? Some of the problems is always when a car would drive by and the light would just flash across real right. quick when they're supposed to turn their friggin' headlights off and they didn't. And um, especially with the white lights that people have now. Yeah, that's true. Way too bright, but yeah, yeah. But I think the, that's another one. But yeah, no, I, I think your point like arcades i'd love to bring an arcade back as you know so that's one yeah, for me 100 on board with you on that one um but yeah, I right. to modernize it i mean i think that's the whole thing it's like we're not going to bring back the arcades to how they were in the 80s it's just no. not necessary anymore i mean i mean in the 80s um arcades were the pinnacle i mean they were the top technology you know the, the 2600 5200 you know, NES, any of those were not even close to being arcade. Even your top, you know, when PC gaming became big in the 90s. You know, I remember like with the Amiga coming up and and all of those that they just still couldn't compete with arcades. But right when we got to like the PlayStation, like right around that era is where you started seeing consoles starting to get better than count or uh, arcades. And then PCs yeah. just... PCs just went above it, like you know, it wasn't even close anymore. Right. So I think there has to be an evolution for arcades to come back. Agreed. You know? I mean, there has to be a combination of things to exactly what you listed out, all the different variations to show over time. You know, it'll help give people a sense of the past versus the present. And, you know, give them opportunity to kind of compare too. Which yeah, is what we should maybe. do next time too. Is I'm sure we could sit and spend a long time, but really spend a show just focusing on like games of the past versus games today where similarities exist. I mean, visually, yeah. yes, there's a total difference from that standpoint. That's not, not the point, though. But I think we should spend more time on that, and uh, that would be a good one as well. That would uh, be a good one. Yeah. yeah, so this has been great. It was a good yeah. conversation. I think that hopefully everybody enjoyed today's show. We went a little bit around, but uh, overall, yeah. we got something useful out of it. the theme was the same, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like how we can appreciate the past and also appreciate the, the present. Exactly. We're the Gen X guys. We're always going to somewhat live in the past and live in the present. But, yeah. well, like any generation, you kind of defer back to somewhat you remember in the past. So, 
Yeah, um, yeah. yeah exactly so if you like the show definitely subscribe and yep. listen each week we'll put a new episode out and we'll be back next week so everybody have a good week and uh, we'll talk to you soon see ya